welcome to the podcast. I'm here with a special guest, Mr. Justin O'Donnell. Bro, hold on, it's not time for that yet. We're calm. We're in a calm mood. Today we have a very special guest, my friend, Mr. Justin O'Donnell. He's a fellow comedian just starting out, just like me. (coughs) And he... He's a very funny guy, and I think you four listeners would really get a lot from it's up to five. listening from him. So without further ado, I would like to introduce my friend, Justin Hi, how's it going? Hey, man. So uh, I just want everyone to know that's not... Phil's real voice. He doesn't sound anything like that. What are you talking about, man? Uh, yeah. So, I guess uh, we're just gonna talk through this thing and see what happens. Yeah, we're just gonna feel it out. Go with the flow, you know? Maybe we'll do some yoga. What? Get some chaturanga in us, you know? And Can we restart be this? in peace. You're scaring me. <laughs> no, we can't restart it. How's it going, everybody? I'll be right back. Just, we just started the podcast. What do you mean we'll be right back? All right, so I'm going to talk while Justin's gone. So, yeah, we're, we're hanging out right now at the church. Uh, we, uh, we do our practicing at the church. We're good. I found a cup. Good. Good, good. What, what do you got in your mouth there, Justin? Well, I have something called a zen, a, a zen, zen whatever pouch. That sounds kind of like me. So it's kind of like a, uh, a nicotine pouch. This is in no way a fucking product plug, but I have been using them to help Justin, me quit nicotine. Justin, please, with the profanity. Oh this is my a God, peaceful seriously? podcast. This is a peaceful podcast? Well, I'm about to fuck that up. A peaceful podcast. Oh, I'm not a peaceful man, Phil. I know. So we're hanging in the church. We're about to do some practicing. I thought, hey, let's, uh, let's do a podcast together. Yeah. Uh, we, we come in here pretty much every day. Just about. I mean, when I'm not working. Yeah, Justin works a lot. Sadly. Justin, tell me. that 9 to 5 grind, except that 7.30 to 4.30 grind, Monday through Thursday, and then uh, 7.30 to 1.30 on Friday. It's very interesting. All right, cool. Thanks, bud. <laughs> yeah. So, Justin, do you have uh, anything to talk about? Oh. Uh. Because I did not a prepare lot. whatsoever. I have so much to talk about. All right, let's hear it. Well, how was your day, first of all? I was all right. I mean, I worked. I hate my coworkers, but that's normal. Well, no, I, I like some of my coworkers. I actually, I take that back. I like most of my coworkers. How I just many? Hate one coworker. How many do you think are the like? Do you have any of those guys who you're kind of scared to talk, scared to be mean to, because you're afraid that if they snap, they'll snap? Oh no, no. You know what I mean? I mean, there's one. The guy is weird. He tried to look at my dick in the bathroom. Um, I mean, wouldn't we all want to see some of that? Yeah, I'm sexy as hell. Uh, but uh, if you see him, he's not. <laughs> but uh, HR had to get involved. I wanted to punch the guy. I couldn't. Oh, boy. But no. Um, yeah, I think he could snap, but I'm mean to him anyway. Because <laughs> if he does snap and kill me, well, that's going to be a welcome, sweet release. And this is probably going to be the darkest podcast I've ever had in my no, life. I don't think so. No? You think we'll have a good time? Oh, if you have me on here again, it's going to be a lot darker. Oh, boy. So this is the last time we're having Mr. O'Donnell on our podcast. Yeah, that's a lie. Yeah, that's a lie. 
I'm your only friend. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of lonely. Well, that's just because New Jersey is the worst. New Jersey is the worst. I'm trying to get out of here. The people are just... I mean, like, I guess the area isn't bad. Just the people, man. The people are terrible. And the problem is they all stay... Like, they grow up here and they stay here. I don't know about that. Some people got away, but they're still shallow assholes. That's true. I mean, because they go to these rich schools and they're... Daddy pays for everything. And yeah, they one don't thing I know. want to talk about is just how shallow people are. They think they've accomplished something, and all they really have done is gone to school for four years and then got some kind of office job. Like, congratulations, you did high school 2.0. I feel you like. You don't have just, to worry about anything but just homework. I feel like, as an adult, you can't be a real adult until you've had actual struggles in your life. And I'm not talking, oh, I had college stress, or oh, you know, my dad was mean to me, or oh, they liked my sister better. None of that bullshit. <laughs> That's normal growing up bullshit. I'm talking true life experiences, going out, struggling, working at Papa John's for 23 hours, and then sleeping one hour like mm-hmm. my boy Phil here used to do. Mm-hmm. What was that? <laughs> what was that one? I'm not going to say her name, but you know who I'm talking about, where it's like, she was like, I don't really feel like hanging out anymore. I'm kind of... Oh, I'm in a dark place. Uh, I'm in a dark place. That's what what it was. was. This was from (laughs) an argument with her mom where she got grounded. She is a 24, almost 25-year-old adult. Got grounded. I swear, our our people these days are just too sensitive. Um, What did she get grounded for again? I remember that was hilarious, too. I just argued something. It was so dumb, I can't even... I'm in a dark place right now. Like, are you serious? (laughs) You got the gr- moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, I'm in a dark place. And when I close my eyes, it's dark already. So I'm in a 24-hour state of uh, darkness. darkness. I just it be physical darkness or psychological darkness. I can't imagine being grounded at 24 years old. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. I can't even imagine it. It is. It's, it's, it's beyond ridiculous. I mean, granted, yeah, have respect for your parents, but also don't rely so much on your parents to the point where you have a relationship that you can still get grounded at 24 years old we are sitting very close right now yeah i can smell the chipotle off your breath can you yeah, dude it was dude, so you need good a mint, though. you need something i haven't brushed my teeth in yeah, about six days it's pretty rank. i'm just kidding i brushed my teeth this morning i just i'm thirsty um uh, do you think i have sexy legs i think i do I mean, Minus if, the weird hair. I was about to say, if the hair was a little bit more spread out. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I don't know. What else can we talk about? Not a lot to talk about. I mean, we only grew up together. We've only uh, known each other for 15 years. Longer than that. Definitely longer than that. Because we're 24, 25 now. 15 years, that's 10. We knew each other well before 10. That's true. We're, we're probably talking like... 20 years? 20 years. Wow. And we yeah. have nothing to talk about. Uh, let's tell some high school stories. Ah, uh, do we really we have, have to? We have, no, go? we have some silly high school stories. All right. So, for the short time I was actually in high school. Yeah, this fool dropped out. I didn't drop out. I mm. transferred to online school. At home. That's what online school is. Whatever. <laughs> you, you got bullied out of high school. I got bullied, yes. By a girl. And that's why I'm doing comedy. But to be fair, she was terrible. She was the but worst. But joke's on her. Yeah, because her life is in a dark place right now. Yeah, and she <laughs> claims to have psychological issues because she wants attention. Who doesn't? Oh my god, dude. If any of these people hear this... <laughs> oh, I hope they do. I hope they do. I hope they know how I much hate I hate so them. so many, so many people. This is a very dark podcast. I'm not I all mean, today like will this. be, yeah. 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 So let's bring, up a, let's bring up a lighter subject. Let's say soft... 
was a sophomore? No. Freshman year art class. Let's talk. Miss K. Oh, Miss Keshineff. <laughs> uh, Miss or Mrs. K? Whatever was, you I became. Think, wasn't it Miss um, K? We apologize for how yes. awful we were in high school, but at the same time... It was hilarious. Uh, yeah, I just want to let you know you were a background character in some of our best stories. How did she not laugh? Like, how, I don't understand how teachers are like so as grumpy. A teacher, you just, when you become a teacher, you lose your sense of humor. Because some of the stuff we did was... like I've, I've never laughed harder than when you stapled your pants to the chair. Oh, my that's a different <laughs> story. We got to... We'll talk about something later. Um, but yeah, so freshman year of high school. Was that 10th grade or was that 9th grade? I think it was 9th grade. Yeah, I think so. Me and Phil were pretty tight back then. Yeah. I mean, not as tight as we were now. Because, I mean, we only spend every day with each other. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. No, very, for, very fortunate. No, I'm very you fortunate. You very lonely without me. I'm still very lonely. Hey, I mean, I got you. Dude, I literally live the street over. I know. I could yell from my window and you'd hear me. That's true. I think I have before, actually. Yeah, probably during sex. No, it sounded more like crying. Oh, that's also a possibility. <laughs> uh, possibility. But yeah, so freshman year high school. How about how about uh? Can you stop distracting me so we can tell them the damn story? All right, story? tell the story, man. All right, so freshman year of high school, we we were rushing because our immediate class afterwards was English class, and we had vocab homework due that we waited until the period before to finish. So Phil has his red vocab book, and I'm talking bright, brighter than a fire truck, red. And Miss K is like, Phil, put away, the, put away the vocab book. He goes, okay. Immediately pulls it back out. And, and this is all planned, by the way. This one, you know, I, I had a whole, I walked in there knowing exactly what I was going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because this is She been, was too predictable. This had been a thing where everybody did their vocab ha- homework in this class because it was due like 40 minutes later. So Phil went in there knowing. He had his red, uh, red vocab book out. She kept telling him to put it away. So finally she took it. But Phil, being the <laughs> smart guy he was, ripped a corner off the vocab book. Because it was one of those paperback books, so I ripped the top corner off of one. And then he held it, just the corner of it, up to the edge of the but table. I, but I waited a couple minutes. Yeah, he waited a couple minutes, and she saw that red vocab book piece and flipped she's like you she gotta be kidding me shit. she's like are you kidding me how do you have another one she's, she's we're like, laughing our ass off she's freaking out and i just i, I lift it up i'm like what and it's just the corner. <laughs> and she almost left class. That's how fed up with us she was. Because <laughs> she couldn't have rolled her eyes any harder so same year same class we it was me phil some other forgettable person at our table, and Ben Monsma. Shout oh, out to Ben Monsma. Shout out Ben Monsma. Ben, I haven't heard from you since high school, but uh, you were a dope-ass kid. Maybe we, we can catch butts. up. We used to kiss each other butts on, in sleepovers, so that's, I hope you remember that. That's weird. Yeah, we had really gay sleepovers. Anyway, go ahead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, me, Ben Monsma, and Phil were at the table, and some forgettable person. It might have been Kayla. Kyle. Kyle, it was Kyle. Mm, sorry, Kyle. Kyle. He's a lawyer now, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I know. Congrats, Congratulations, Kyle. Kyle. Shout out to you. We're very proud of you. I hope you're doing well, and if I ever hit legal trouble, uh, I'm going to need your help. Yeah, I'm definitely going to need your help for a couple of years. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, uh, same year, same class. I don't know why, I don't know how, but uh, Ben Monsma handed me a stapler. And I was just like, that's I'm gonna. A, that's a mistake, right there. Yeah, I was just like, I'm gonna staple myself to this chair as a joke. 
Now, granted, I meant to go through just my jeans and, like, you know, staple my jeans to the chair. Well, being a dumb high school kid, my dumb ass, I stapled Wait, not on. only this my... Was, this wasn't a stapler. It was a staple gun. Oh, yes, my bad. It was a, <laughs> it was a staple gun. Very dangerous. It was a staple gun. And it was, uh, it was very powerful. You could click that thing and you hear it go, BAP! Across the room. But, uh, yeah, so I thought I'd staple my leg, or my jeans. And I wound up going through with the jeans, my leg, and the chair. So now I'm stapled to the chair, freaking the hell out in the middle of class. Miss K would look at me, I'd have to calm it down. And I am no help. I am just laughing my head off. I just, I couldn't hold it together. And I'm frantically trying to get the staple out. And not only did I get the staple out, finally, I took a chunk of my skin out. So uh, there's a good bit of blood on that, too. Top five hardest I've ever laughed. Without a doubt, top five hardest I've ever Did you just spit on yourself? No, I, I spilled my dip cup. Oh. Oh, well. oh, well. Kids, don't, uh, don't start any no. kind of nicotine. No, don't start. It'll ruin your life. Not really. It's, it's a great thing up until you get to a certain age where you're like, I need to stop. But then you can't. But then you can't stop. And it's just a don't sad want, road from there. Don't stop. No. What's that, what's that rap song? So you don't oh, don't, you no, stop. that's, I know what you're talking about. It's a Beastie Boy song. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. I don't fucking know. Who knows? Can I have a sip of your water? Sure, man. Sweet. Uh, so, yeah, we're not doing this any, in any kind of studio or even at a table. I'm sure you can tell. We're, uh, we're sitting in Phil's church. Yeah, his family runs a church. My dad's a pastor. So we're sitting in Phil's church in uh, some church pews. And Justin's cursing up a storm in this church. Yeah, he'll forgive me. I hope it comes back to bite you in the end. Hey, Phil, if I'm going down, you're going down. <laughs> I know, me. you're taking me down. <laughs> yeah, you think I'm bad? Look at this guy, Phil Vorderstrass. Yeah. Let me tell you some stories. <laughs> he had gay sleepovers. Get him. Yep. Hmm. The bug bit me, man. I really, oh, God, I hope, that, I don't, I hope someone doesn't, you know, edit this together and it's just like me and you gay bashing, which is not, not how I actually feel. I mean... It's, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a little, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, I can't even say that. Yeah, so me and Phil are trying to be comics. Yeah, so Justin, so far let, me, let me ask you some questions about that. All right, if you don't fair. mind doing a little interview. Sure, go for it. So how, how, how long have you liked stand-up comedy? Like, what's your first, what's your first memory of listening to a stand-up oh, comedian God. and it, laughing? And My then, first know? memory was Mike Birbiglia's special. Well, like, back in, I was young, and it was back in... He was talking about President Bush and the Iraq War, so it's got to be at least 15 years old. Mm. So for about 15 years, I've liked stand-up comedy, watching all Well, you were 15 years old, so 10 years. No, no, no. Yeah, I was about 10. I mean, the, oh, the special's 15 gotcha, years old. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. But okay. yeah, I, so I listen to uh, Mike Birbiglia a lot. He's, uh, I love his kind of humor, especially because... All he does is tell stories that are, you know, true, and he doesn't curse. He doesn't. He doesn't try to blow things out of proportion. Mm -hmm. And he's it's just the way he talks is very straightforward, but also funny. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, listen to Mike Birbiglia, and then listen to, you know, some of the old, not older, but more well-known guys like Dimitri Martin. Yeah. Dimitri Martin. I love Dimitri Martin. Uh, only recently, though. Who's that other guy that plays the piano? Uh, Bo like, Burnham. Yeah, Bo Burnham. Yeah. And then I kind of grew out of that stuff. I don't. Yep. I don't find them funny at, at all. Yep. I mean, props to them. They're famous. They have lots of fans. Yep. But I just, I, I don't know. I don't. 
doesn't 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 uh, uh, connect with you, really. You like I mean, you like stories more. Yeah, I and mean, granted, you know, I'm of course. You're a story guy more yeah, than a joke guy. That and my two all-time favorite comments or comics and inspirations to me are uh, Bill Burr and Tom mm-hmm. Segura, mm-hmm. which yeah, they're extremely popular, but they're also phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. A uh, new guy I really like is uh, Nate Bargatze. Oh yeah, he's the, hilarious. The Tennessee Kid was unbelievable. Special. special. That was, you know, I didn't I didn't want to watch it because I'm like, who's this guy? You know, who's 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 the Tennessee Kid? But then. My friend, literally, we were sitting in the car. He forced me to be there. We were literally sitting there for an hour. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to put this on. We can turn it off at any point, but you're going to like this. And I laughed. I couldn't, I couldn't hold it in. Nate Bargassi, again, he's a clean comic. Yep. Doesn't, doesn't use shock humor, doesn't really use anything. Um, but, yeah, he's, just, he's phenomenal with what he does, and his delivery is just so deadpan. Mm-hmm. And the timing, the comedic timing of is, it oh, is phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I could just I could listen to Nate Bargatze all, all day. I listen to a lot of his earlier stuff before he had the beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can. He's just an amazing comic. Nice. When was when was the moment that you're like, this is something that I would love to do? Uh, as soon as I got up on stage for my first go around, it was at, your first uh, time. Rhino comedy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wanted to try stand up for a long time. I just didn't have the courage. Yep. And then uh, Phil right here got me wanting to give it a shot. He convinced me. We practiced for a week straight. You know, I I would get off work, and we would just practice. We'd practice right in this church. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, once I got up stage and I got a couple laughs. Uh, you know, the feeling in the room was just electric. Oh, yeah. It was I, a great room. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, I mean, from there on out, I've just been obsessed with writing new stuff, thinking about stories just from growing up, and, uh, yeah, just growing pains that are funny. Some of my more outrageous adventures when I was uh, traveling around the world, I've uh, been through Asia, been through Europe, all of the Americas, South America, and uh, the Middle East, pretty much, pretty much everywhere. So just thinking of stories about that, how they were funny, uh, what's the funniest way to tell them. Mm-hmm. So now my mind is just nonstop thinking about that. Yeah, storytelling is a, is a very immersive form of comedy. You it's know, the oldest form of entertainment, exactly. if you think about it. It is, it is. Plus, when you first meet someone, the first thing you want to do is tell them a story. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's all beginning friendships are, finding common interests, telling stories. And hell, me, guys, uh, guys that I traveled around the world with, all we do is reminisce and talk about the same stories. And, you know, just stories are a powerful thing. Everybody can listen. And, uh, yeah, if, if it's funny enough, you'll get some laughs. What do you think? <clears throat> what do you think your biggest hurdle will be in, in uh, pursuing this career? Uh, right now, there's two. I feel one is just getting my stories out there because I can remember them all in my head, but then putting them into the order that they happened and all that stuff, it gets it gets hard, mm-hmm. and I trip up because I want to tell so many funny points of the story all at once. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that's an obstacle. The other obstacle is I work uh, all day, you know, just like every other person out there. And uh, real quick, another thing I want to diverge 
into is just so many people think they're special because they have a job Mm. and i just that annoys me people who are like oh you think you had it hard i had to be up at 5 45 same person actually as the 24 year old getting grounded (laughs) and it's like yeah okay but we all do we all have jobs literally every single person everybody has a job and if you don't have a job you're either trying to get a job or you're homeless and crazy but yeah just having a job doesn't make you special Everybody has one, and let me tell you, and I know it's the same for me, it's the same for everybody on this planet, nobody gives a shit about your job mm-hmm. except you. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear your work stories or anything. Oh, I, tell that all, I see that all the time. Like People try to, try to talk to me, be like, oh, I work, and it's like, bro, it's only funny to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's only funny to How you. How often do I talk about work? No, no, no. Exactly. Really. I mean, you, it'll be like a little blurb or something. But yeah. It's not like. But I don't get off and I diverge no. my whole day and think, oh, no. this is. No. So, anyway, but yeah, I, I work full time right now and at a, a pretty big company. So, it's, it's rough to not only get practice time in, but time to figure out new material. Yeah, it takes. There's a lot of thinking time. You know, there's a lot of time. Like, luckily for me, driving Uber and Lyft, I can. I can have a lot of a lot of free time to sit and think and just literally just sit there and think and not do anything else or worry about anything else. Just it's very valuable time. Um, what emotionally? What emotionally do you think? Because I believe that comedy is more important than just creating laughters. I just want to hear your take on. Your take on that, like what you think comedy is beyond just people laughing? I don't know. I feel like comedy is also just uh, being able to connect with the comic. Whoever's up there talking, you can be like, oh, yeah, that's happened to me. Or, you know, oh, this is a way. Because a lot of to- comics will not only tell stories, but also pretty much tell tragic stories, put a funny spin on it, mm-hmm. and then how to get past it, how they got past it. Like, another one of my favorite comedians is Patton Oswalt. And unfortunately, Patton Oswalt's wife passed away. But on uh, one of his comedic specials, he talked about how he got through his wife dying, all the terrible things he had to go through. And then, but at the end of the day, he put a comedic spin on it. And he ended it with, you know, he's getting through... Uh, and just a very simple, I, I think the quote is, life is chaos, be kind. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that. I think it's just a connection. People turn to comics, I wouldn't say for advice, but just for a relief. Mm-hmm. And also, maybe at the end of the day, they can take something away from that. So I think that's a very important part of comedy. Do you think that's why uh, Like there are some... Obviously, there's a ton of, of comedians these days getting specials on Netflix and stuff, and not all of them are great. Do you think that's why they're able to get them, is because people connect with them, or what do you think it is? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I just, I think if a comedian's good and they're genuine, or they're actually really funny, I feel like people are more inclined to connect with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at Bill Burr, for instance. Yeah, he does use a lot of shock humor, a lot of yeah. a lot of profanity, mm-hmm. which I'm not against. I think it's, it's you hilarious. Know, hilarious. Yes, but absolutely. He, uh, 
I don't know. Not only he takes he puts a spin on just everyday things. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, he talks about just like some crazy outlandish shit he thinks in his head. Mm-hmm. And what helped me through a lot of uh, recent anxieties and depression and struggling is I was like, holy shit, I'm not the only person that's gone through this. You know, someone as famous as Bill Burr thinks things like this or has experienced things like that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Okay. Like you, you touched on how, I mean, the people say some of the most depressed people or people with anxiety are, uh, um, you know, are comedians. They become comedians. Uh, sorry, I got distracted. So the most depressed people with, you know, with anxiety and all these kinds of issues, they tend to become comedians. Uh, do you think that's, do you think that's why they come become comedians or do you think it's like a, I don't know. A byproduct? I think for me, um, so I don't want to divulge too much into it, but mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've got a lot of anxieties recently. Um, a lot of just feeling down, hopeless a lot of days. I mean, I've talked to you with at, at length at this. Yeah. But I think it's just for a brief second when you can make someone else laugh, yep. you know at least someone else is laughing and someone's not feeling that bullshit pain mm-hmm. that your mind is putting you through. So I think that's why a lot of it is, yeah, your life might suck or like whoever the comic is their life might suck my life might suck but hey if i can make someone laugh at least i can brighten their day for even a second yeah sorry i finished your water water, man i'm sorry i'm sorry this dude drinks all my waters yeah but to be fair i don't have bottled water at my house every time it comes over hey man can i get a water yeah but (laughs) how many times all right at least i'm taking water from you this guy is so in debt from me it's insane like 35 dollars <laughs> more if yeah. you had it up over the years. Oh, if yeah, well, if I did a Jake Peralta oh, style add up, there's some stuff in It'd there, man. Hundreds, Bar tabs, hundreds, food, hundreds. shoot uh, gun, gun, gun shooting ranges, yeah. skeet shooting, yeah. Um, Putting so, gas in his tank. Did you do Virgin- that? Yeah, Virginia. Oh, yeah, you were yeah, poor yeah. as shit. Yeah, those are, those are good times, man. <laughs> Living that poor life. We drive down to Virginia. Oh, this is another great story of ours. So, Phil. Do you care if I dive, like share this no. about the, the breakup? No, 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 go ahead. All right, so Phil was engaged to a girl down in Virginia, which didn't end up working out. No, she was sir. an awful person. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this, she was you nice. know who you are. She no, no, issues. she's a nice person, but what she did to you is terrible. She had issues. Yeah. Uh, she had issues, and you know she tried to make it look like the relationship ending was on Phil, which wasn't. But anyway, funny time, happy times. Good um times. So I was working in a, Great memories. I was working in an awful machine shop. Uh, windows caked over with carbon dust, all that stuff. Terrible job, working crazy hours, pretty much killing myself at this job. And Phil calls me up one, I think it was like Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey man, do you want to come to Virginia with me? And I was like, are you serious? And I'm like... Well, I can. I, I don't have any vacation time to put in. He's like, no, no, no. We'll be back Monday. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I thought about it, and I was like, fuck it. Phil's one of my best friends. This will be an adventure. Mm-hmm. So we drive on a Friday night. Not We don't leave early. We wait until I'm out of work, which is like 6 or 7 o'clock. And then we drive. Eight hours. Oh, no, hold on. Did we leave Saturday? No, we left. Yeah, no, we left Saturday. So, yeah, so I get off work. <laughs> we were in Virginia for less than 24 hours, yes. by the way. Um, we leave work. I leave work. I shower up. I go to bed. Wake up. 
Phil's in, in my driveway. We drive the eight, uh, eight hours, eight and eight, a half hours. hours yeah. It must have been longer because we made stops. Yeah. To Virginia for no reason other than, you know. Why not? Why not? <laughs> we get down there. We rent some shitty-ass motel. The worst motel we could find. Pretty yeah, much. cheap. Cheap as fuck because at this point, Phil was broke. At this point? Uh, at all this the points. Point, all the points. All, every point. So me and Phil have a thing where I'm always employed and Phil is usually always unemployed. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's part of our dynamic. So yeah, we're, we're poor as shit on the way down there. Well, I am. Well, he is. <laughs> but we make it to Virginia. The first thing we get out, we smell that amazing Virginia air. Oh. Quiet. I take a piss on like some closed down gas station side. Yeah. And uh, we keep driving. That's, that's my normal stop, by the way. Yeah. I stop there every time. We, uh, we make it to Virginia. We have lunch with, or not lunch, I don't even know what to call it because it was like... It was a late lunch. No, it was like fucking... It was like 6 o'clock, wasn't it? No, it was, it was like 3.30 a.m. Oh, right. We, we went to Waffle House. Yeah, we had like a 3.30 a.m. Waffle House meetup. Then we got the shitty motel and we slept for like three... Oh, yeah, maybe four or five hours. Three to four, maybe five hours maybe, at the most. Maybe, yeah. And then we meet up with this other friend. We go around Virginia, we go to his university, his old university, we, and then we go to the place where Robert E. Lee surrendered the Confederacy to the Union. Appomattox. Appomattox Courthouse. Yes. And let me tell you, we visited the Museum of the Grand oh. Southern Army. <laughs> Woo! And this museum was racist Dude. as shit. We get in there. There's no part about slavery whatsoever other than one picture, one picture of a black, black person. person, and underneath it, it just says human property. After that, they don't acknowledge it I think whatsoever. It's a, I think it's a personal property. Yeah, personal <laughs> property. After that, there was no mention whatsoever, and it was just on a state's rights, how the Southerners were these amazing, brave heroes. Yeah. Woo! And it was just some weird walking into that museum was, was weird. And here's the funny thing. You got Everybody working? Yeah, I got in for free. Uh, his buddy Kurt got in for free. Oh, Phil yeah, had to pay. Kurt. Well, no. I lied. I had to pay. Yep, thank you. Yeah, so <laughs> even though I got in for free, I had to pay for Phil. Um, so, yeah, finally, well, first off, it was hilarious because everybody working in that museum was black. And they were just like, yeah, we, we know, we know. But it's a job. In this economy, it's a job. Yeah. We're like, oh, God. So we get out, we bypass the gift shop where it's like they're selling nooses, confederate flags, and, uh, you know, sadness. But, uh, and we say goodbye to his friend, Kurt, and we just, we drive all the way home. And at this point, Phil realizes he really has no money and we're low on gas. Uh-huh. So, yeah, uh, he, he owes me for a, at least two <laughs> tank Phillips on the way back. But remember, our whole way back from... Uh, from what do you call it? From Virginia, we listened to all of Tom Segura's specials. That's true. That's right. That were I first on. Him. Yeah, I, first I showed him. them to you, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah, I showed and you him. Showed me Bill Burr. I showed him Tom Segura and Bill Burr. Yeah. And on that eight-hour ride, we listened to all the specials that were on Netflix at the time. And I lost it. And Bill Burr and Tom Segura was fucking hilarious. It was amazing. And I think I think that kind of sparked it a little bit for Phil. Or if it, that flame might have been already there, but I think it reignited it. Because ever since then, a lot of me and Phil's hangouts, especially at my old apartment, yeah, we, it was just comedy. me and you watching new comedy specials. We, comedy. Remember when Bill Burr's new special came out? We made a whole yep, night of it. Yep. Dude, we, we got popcorn. Dude, it was we got my table set up. My, I'm on my brand new TV. We set it up and we just... I we watched. Oh my God, we watched, uh, we watched Bill Burr and... 
He just watching that special was just he's, electric. He's amazing. And granted, man. yeah, it wasn't one of his best specials. It's, but it was still far better than so many oh, comic yeah. specials out there. I mean, the, the orangutan bit, which so many people say failed. The, the, not the orangutan, the, the gorilla that learns how to sign oh, language. Oh, that was funny. Come on. That, oh my god. Funny. It was hilarious. And then especially when he's I mean, laying on no, the ground. There's no helicopter story. No, no. But <laughs> he's laying on the ground and he's just like, yeah, I don't have an ending to this. I'm just crazy. I lost it. He's hilarious. Um, so I'm going to hit you with uh, just two more questions. So you did, you did sign up for the first time. What was something you learned? So, and what was what's some advice you can uh, give to somebody who's who might be wanting to do their first stand up? Don't be Phil. My first one was. I'm terrible. just kidding. I'm kidding. I really liked was... yours. It's just when you forgot your setup, I was just like, oh, but Phil. That, that's a, no. But the thing is, that's such a thing at open mics, though, is people going up with notes. I don't know why that place was a little pretentious. With yeah. It. Yeah. But that's a that's what that's a thing. But the good the good thing about most open nights is you can just workshop your stuff. Exactly, and that's why I was like, it's I didn't feel bad at all about doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last question. We're running probably out of time, but at least very low on time. What? Yeah, we're out of time. But uh, what is your comedy goal? Uh, I mean. I don't really have a goal. Right now, I'm just having fun with it. Yeah. You know, I'm not one of those people that, oh, I want to be famous. I mean, I joke about it with Phil all the time, but, you know, I don't care if this goes anywhere because, it, you know, chances are it won't. Mm -hmm. But I'm just having fun with it. It's, it's something that occupies my mind during the day. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I just I have a lot of fun with it. It's so. good to flex that creative muscle. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I just I'm not focused on, like you said, being famous or or game populate whatever i just want to be good you know i just want to be able to make people laugh and have a good time and have fun with this yeah so is that it is that are we good on time yeah, we're good well on i just time. want to leave uh, everybody with one last final piece of advice uh, -oh. uh live fast eat ass thank you yeah i guess we're ended on that all right thanks for listening come back every monday and thursday for more podcasts take care